Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Llama, the podcast all about the life and times of a young llama. I'm Ari. AKA Drama Llama. And I'm Joshua. AKA Papa Drama Llama. <laughs> Together, we'll try to navigate middle school, learn some stuff, try to answer some questions, and hopefully have some fun. Hey, Ari, how's it going? Okay. Okay. What's going on today? Today, we're going to be talking about the science fair. Oh, so we'll be all sciencey stuff. Mm. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, quick question. Mm-hmm. What happens after... Sorry. What does every birthday end with? What? Why? <laughs> every birthday ends with a why. No response? No. It was just plain old dumb. <laughs> wow, rude. Fair enough. Instead of a quote today, mm. I have a riddle. Oh. Let's see if you guys can get this one. <clears throat> so, it's the first day of school. Someone has killed the science teacher. Oh, no. There were four suspects. Hang on. Okay, sorry. Start over from uh, instead of a riddle. I mean, instead of a quote. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> guys, today, instead of a quote, I have a very special thing for you guys. We're doing a riddle. Ooh. It's about the first day of school. Someone killed the science teacher. <gasps> oh, no. Not Miss Camacho. No. That's not the science teacher. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> This is any science teacher you would like it to be. There were four suspects. The principal, the math teacher, <clears throat> the chef, and the janitor. Mm. They each had their own things. They each had their own what? Their own uh, reasons why it wasn't them. Oh, alibi. Alibi. The principal was checking in on all of the classrooms. Okay. The chef, I'm not going to do these in order. The chef said he was preparing lunch for the kids. Hmm. <clears throat> the janitor said he was fixing a lock on a door. Okay. The math t teacher said he was doing an, a midterm test. Which one was it? I think I know the answer. Was it the math teacher? Yes. It is the math teacher because it's the first day of school. How can they take a midterm when it's the first day of school? You didn't say it was the first day of school. Yeah, I did. Did you? I said that at the okay. beginning. Quote me on that okay. and email him that next podcast. <laughs> okay. I only knew the answer because I'd heard it before. Yeah. But also, uh, even if it was today, you haven't had midterms yet. Yeah. So he couldn't be grading. Cool. Plus, it's not my math teacher or my science teacher. Right. All right. Well, thank you. That was really cool. Um, we already talked about today's topic, which is science fair stuff. And I'll tell you what my science fair projects are. Yes, please. Well, let's talk first about some previous science fair projects that you've done. We've had, what have we done? What makes cupcake r cupcakes rise? Because that's chemistry. 
chemistry. Right. Because baking is an exact science. It, it, uh, yeah, if you want Without, the results. <laughs> if you just go, eh, that's good enough, it's not... It's You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. Yep. So what makes uh, cupcakes rise? Uh, it's the CO2. Which is? Which is carbon dioxide. It wants to get out of the cupcake, but there's a barrier, so mm -hmm. it will just make it rise. That's right. It, it's the same thing that makes, if you put dry ice inside of a, of a bottle and seal the bottle up, that bottle's going to explode eventually. Yep. Okay. What other um, science fair projects have we done? We've done, we built our own batteries. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, what was it called? I don't remember. It, it basically used some uh, washers and uh, some paper soaked in uh, salt water. And it, 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 oh man. We tested three different types of waters, which were our variables. Mm -hmm. Variables are what? Voltaic different. pile. Yeah, that was it. A voltaic uh, pile. Voltaic pile named after Volta. And it was amazing because we actually got electricity from just a pile of metal and salt water. I don't think it was the salt water. Well, the salt uh, conducts the electricity. Oh, yeah. I think it was either... Conducted the charge. It was either the salt water or the electrolyte water yeah. that worked. And then the distilled water didn't work. But we were able to that, make... Those were... The waters were our variables, which is our different things. Right. But I was surprised at how very small the pile had to be to equal one AA battery. It was really cool. Um, science. So, uh, what are we doing this year? This year... And by we, I mean you. I am doing... <laughs> Uh, which house, which room in a house has the most bacteria? I believe it's the kitchen because it has the most surface area that has been touched. Mm. Now, I, I actually know what object in the house has the most bacteria because I've seen this. Wait, what object? There. Yeah. I'm just doing a room. Well, room. but I, I. I'll do a room. And then I'll do an object. But as I was saying, I I think I know the answer to this because I've it, it's been tested before by other people, uh, Mythbusters. And Mythbusters. So I I think I know the answers. They they the show doesn't isn't on the air anymore. Here. So Discovery Channel sponsor us. Uh, so <clears throat> but it'll be exciting. It's uh, your first time using petri dishes and agar, mm -hmm. and uh, we've we've already got those and. So yeah, uh, we're we're getting close to the point where the actual experimentation has to be done. Yeah. So after you take your swabs mm -hmm. and put them on the in the agar, what do we have to do? After that, we have to tape them up, label them with which room they were in, mm -hmm. or what object I rubbed the, yeah. the sterile cotton swab, and then you. When you rub the sterile cotton swab, you make it a contaminated cotton swab, and you take the contaminated cotton swab right. and rub the agar. Right. But what I meant was, how do we get the bacteria to grow? Um, we have to wait three days in a room. I'm going to probably do it in the oven, because it has but to be at 85 it, it degrees needs... to 100 degrees. Right. But the problem is, in the oven, the, whole, the way an oven works, it kind of cycles. So it goes up and it goes down with the heat. What we're going to do is get um, a nice bright light bulb mm -hmm. put and stick it inside of a box and that heat from that should do the job. Uh, but for three days, it should definitely do it. And uh, yeah, so this is a, a long-term experiment for us. Mm -hmm. We've never had to like wait for days and days. Um, it, it reminds me of those experiments where like playing music to plants, what, what kind of music makes the plants grow better? And you, you go back- That's a stupid experiment. No, actually it turns out they really thrive on classical music. 
That sounds really dumb. And like death metal, heavy metal stuff, they really don't like it. I don't think... Why it's, would a... The problem with that is it's always got a little bit of pseudoscience always subjective to it because who knows if, you know, it, it really is hard to, to, to be like for sure. But that's, you know, that's science. You got to keep trying. Uh-huh. So, um, all right. Well, today I learned in a sciencey fact that Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise. As they go around the mm. sun, all the, all the other planets spin in a clockwise manner compared to the sun. But Venus spins the other way. Um, and that is because... Oh, no, it's Uranus as well as Venus. Oh, I'm sorry, Uranus also. I don't know why the headline on this said... Uranus spins Uranus spins on its side, Sorry. while Venus definitely spins in the complete opposite direction. Right. Most likely caused... Well, I, this, is my, this is my today I learned. Still, I'm trying to read. Okay. Most likely the, the caused... Mo- the most likely of cause of these planetary, planetary oddballs... Oddball. Are gigantic, gigantic asteroids which knocked them off course in the distant past. Right. So basically, I, I forgot all about Uranus being on its side, which makes it weird to begin with. But yeah, um, some asteroid, you know, knocks it, and that's why there's no life on them now. You know, Earth is in that sweet spot. Fortunately, um, hopefully for a long time. Um, so, what did you learn today, dear? Today, I learned mm-hmm. probably that There's... in the next 10 years, Venice, Italy will probably be sunken. Unfortunately, unless they do something really drastic, yeah. it's been really sinking, uh, and that's it's, a shame. It's had, um in the past four to five week, weeks, it's been flooded. Yeah, which, considering it's built on the water, is really scary. Yeah, yeah. which most likely means it will most like in the next pro- possibly 10 years. Oh, man. So, yeah, unless something really, really dry, like, they, they for, figure out some way to keep it from, from sinking, or, well, not so much sinking, but getting flooded to the point where you can't live there anymore, um, you better, you better go now. Um, we have a question we, from we, my Hey, my uncle. Yeah, my brother Drew just uh, sent in a question. We'll get to that. It's not question time yet. But I really want to answer it. Please, I've already done an experiment on this. Please. I I, I get that. But we're not there yet. All good things to those who wait. I haven't done the song yet. So, um, that's... And... Wow, so he he threw you a softball and then he threw you a curveball. Really, ball. really curved. Oh, we'll get to that. But I in the meantime, but for now, let's talk about best thing of the week. So my best thing of the week is my brother Drew coming to visit. He drove all the way up from uh, the uh, L.A. San Bernardino area, and uh, he's here for a trade show in Vegas. But he spent the night last night at our place, and we went to uh, McMullen's oh, Irish nice. Pub, which is amazing. And I got yummy leftovers for lunch tomorrow. And uh, he and I stayed up late um, talking and drinking some scotch. And and it was nice to sit down as brothers, as grown-up brothers together, and not be having to do anything else except just talk about life in general. It felt really good. And um, 
It was very hard to sleep last night. I'm sorry, it was very hard to sleep last night. Why was it very hard to sleep last night? You were in the other room. We were downstairs. Yeah, I can still hear you. Whatevs. So, uh, what what was your best thing of the week? My best thing of the week is that today, um, in music, since our winter performance is coming up, we went on stage, tried everything out. We were just in two lines because he said he wanted us to be all in one line. Mm-hmm. And I already knew it wouldn't work because we have a really small stage at school. Mm-hmm. It would have not worked. I already knew. It's so we true. already made two lines. But if you can if you can fit on that stage, you can definitely fit on the stage for your uh, outside performance. Uh, her class gets to perform at Ethel M Chocolate Factory under the gazebo, probably. Yeah. And we're going to be outside. Yep. No, outside with both of them. Oh, you are? So the winter concert, which they're having on a Thursday at 9.30 in the morning. Don't understand that. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be outside. Well, at least it's not freezing like it was at Trunk or Treat. If you heard our Trunk or Treat episode, you heard how cold it was. And she was selling snow cones at that. That was hilarious. At least I wasn't the one scooping the ice. Nice. All right. Well, guess what time it is. It's question time, question time. It's question time. time. People send us questions and we answer them. Yeah. Don't play with that. Don't play with that. Leave my light alone. All right. So, we have a question from Uncle Drew. Drew. He asks, why is the sky blue? And if you can't handle that, can you resolve cold fusion? <laughs> so I know the blue, the, why the sky is blue. You can do the other one. I don't understand that one yet. But the reason the sky is blue is because most of the rays coming in um, turn are blue. Their wavelengths, and so when the wavelengths enter the atmosphere, what we see is blue. Okay. I don't understand the cold fusion thingy. Well, that's because it is not a real thing yet. People, scientists have been trying to figure this out. It's a hypothesized type of nuclear reaction um, that would occur at or near room temperature, meaning instead of having to heat things up really hot to get things to fuse together to release the energy that would, you know, provide energy for things like electricity or whatever. Mm-hmm. Trying to come up with a way to do it at room temperature. Oh. They, they call it cold fusion. Um, the Because the hot fusion is what takes place inside stars and hydrogen bombs. So a lot of energy gets released. Let's just say those stars up in the sky, they aren't as small as you think. Yes. So Uncle Drew threw you a softball with the sk- why the sky is blue, and then threw you a curveball with the cold fusion, and I will uh, send him a very funny text message to respond. But in the meantime, if you uh, want to send us a question regard- related to whatever, uh, we will do our best to answer it very seriously and scientifically. Um, you can send it to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com or check out the show notes. You'll see links to various online things that I I do and uh, you'll be able to uh, reach me that way. So another question coming in. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're recording a podcast. Why are you making that noise? Llama technique. Okay. <laughs> It's how to get my brain cells back I up. see. So if you have a kid and they're not a tween yet, this is what you have to look forward to. Seriously. Seriously. Okay, I'm ready. You're ready? Okay, good. I need to get my brain cells back. Get your brain cells back? I don't even want to know where they went. Okay. So here's another question. 
from Sarah. Would you choose a different name for yourself if you could, and what would it be? I would. What would you choose? I would probably choose a more common name. Why? Only because... But your name makes you unique and special. I know. You never have to I wonder just... if somebody's calling your name. Yeah, I do. Because one of our... If someone says Aurelia. No, I hear... Because one of our teachers has a Turkish, a Turkish accent. Yes. So, she says Emilia and Aurelia, like the ending sounds oh, so gotcha. familiar. So, I'm like, what? Huh? But I knew it was... And then I see Amelia get up. I'm like, oh, okay. Not me. Fair um, enough. What, what name? Do you, do you have a name that you would rather have? Because your middle name is actually two two names hyphenated yeah. together. So you could use but one I of those. What? I what? I what? You, go, you go by Ray or Leah. Um, I like Leah, but I would rather have something like Ivy. Huh. Or something like that. Well, uh, unfortunately, we... <laughs> We're not going to go to court and have your name legally changed to Ivy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. But probably yep. still something with an A because mom wants to legally change um, one of my middle names. Okay. So it would so be ACDC. Yeah. If, if you look at the initials of all four of her names because her middle name is two names hyphenated together, it's ASDC. And we weren't thinking. We could have totally – one of the words is Sherry and it was actually spelled with a C because her name was Cheryl – the person that she that that name is named after, and we could have had ACDC. But anyway, I know um, they messed up. So onto me, I would I for many years I, as a musician and a singer songwriter, I tried to come up with a stage name. I tried to come up with some real good name, and eventually I realized wait, there's only one of me, so I'm going to use my name. So I'm okay with my name now, and uh, I'll introduce myself as Joshua, and people will say, "Oh, hey, Josh, what's up?" So I gave up trying to, you know, be Josh or Joshua, but but it's it's uh as you get older, you may decide I really like my first name because no one else has it that I know. Kind of. Thing. I also get kind of fed up with my name because my math teacher, um, she checked my paper and I wrote my name on the back, but mm -hmm. she didn't see the back, mm. and so because I'm just used to it in art, we have to write our names on the back, so. Because I was at art the last the period before it, and so I gave it to her, and she wrote my name A U R I E. Ariella. <laughs> I was so. I was like, okay. Wrong. Wrong. Okay. So one last question, and this one comes from me to you, my daughter that I love. Okay. Okay. Um. What do you feel are the most important things to living a great life? Um, probably having um having lots of knowledge. Okay. Having lots of support and love. Aww. And last but not least, probably. Having lots of fa family members we can reach out to. And having lots of friends we can reach out to. So basically having a, a nice support system and and love. Knowledge yeah. and love. I think, honestly, one of the most important things to living a great life is your life motto, which is? 
in la vida sea amable, which in translates, because that was in Spanish, but translate that into English, it's in life, be kind. Honestly, that's all you got to do. Just try to be kind. So, uh, time for weird news. Weird news! <laughs> and she's hyperventilating because she saw the headline for my weird news, which is apparently the FDA is warning that certain glitters that are supposed to be edible are really not. And it's really important that you check that label. <laughs> Calm yourself, llama. So, listen. This, so, if you want to do glitter or dust on some sort of food and you want to make sure that it's safe, because unfortunately, the laws you know, governing the what they put on the labels are still a little bit vague, you have to make sure that it says, it's not just non-toxic, but it has to say, where'd it go? There was a word I was looking for. Uh, it, it has to say that it's edible. It can't just say non-toxic glitter. Non-toxic glitter just means, well, it's this is for arts and crafts, but if you happen to eat some, well, you know, you won't die. So, yeah, there you go. I'm so sad. Do you have any weird news, it's child? glitter and shiny. No. Okay, well, um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting those samples and incubating them mm -hmm. and seeing which room in the house is the filthiest. And then we can work on cleaning it all the time. No. And that'll be your chore because you... No. Just kidding. Um, and well, I guess it's time for us to um, say, yeet. say yeet. Bye. Yeet. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And please tell your friends. Send your questions and comments to howtobealama.mail at gmail.com. No spaces. No spaces. Until next week. Have, have a llama-tastic llama day. day.